Welcome to the Mama of Both Worlds podcast, the podcast for mamas in business who are looking to find success in a world where motherhood and business collide. I'm your host, Jasenia, wife, homeschooling mama to three beautiful boys, vanilla chai tea lover, and business mentor to mamas in business. I quit my nine to five job and started my own business seven years ago, and I haven't looked back. Now, I teach mamas how to advance their businesses so they could advance their families. It's possible to be an exceptional mama and a successful business owner at the same time. With each episode, you'll walk away feeling confident about what your next move is. So what do you say, mama? You in? Let's start the show. Welcome back to the show. This week, I have the opportunity to talk with my client, Emily. Emily is a podcast manager, and she was actually a member of the first round of Mama's Next Move back in the fall of 2021. When Emily and I first connected, she had already been building her business as a virtual assistant for a little over a year. She had just started having thoughts about niching down and transitioning into podcast management, but she wasn't sure she was ready or experienced enough to make the switch. Can you relate? We talk about how the benefits of niching down far outweigh the fear you have in avoiding it, including the ability to turn down potential clients and money that are no longer aligned with your mission because you know that there are clients out there waiting for the help that you now will provide. We also talk about how your personal experiences are important and oftentimes the thing that will set you apart from others in your industry. It's easy to overlook the things that we are good at and the skills that come easy to us, but not everyone has those skills and many times they can't be taught. Listen in on our conversation and take what you need because it's sure to serve you and remind you that you are enough just as you are. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. Hey, Jasenia. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So, okay, I would love for you to let everyone know who you are and what it is you do. Yeah, my name is Emily. Uh, I'm a wife to my husband, Jordan. We've been married for almost 10 years this summer, which is crazy. Uh, I'm a mom as well. We have two little kids. Uh, My son is Emerson. He's four. And my daughter, Lila, is 10 months. So stay really busy with those two. And then I also work from home. I am a podcast manager. So I am normally on the back end of podcasts. So it's fun getting to be on the front end today. Uh, But I help moms in business um, share their unique message about healthy living and connect with their audience through podcasting. Yes. And you help them with like launching their podcasts and managing like you're from start to end. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Launching and monthly management. So yes, if they're, whether they have weekly episodes, bi-weekly, um, normally they just need to record their episode and then they send it off to me and I do the rest to make sure it gets released and uploaded and shared on social media, all that good stuff. That's great. So you literally have them, like they just hand it off to you and they don't have to worry about it again until they listen to it once it's live. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So I want to, first of all, let everyone know that you were a member of the first round of mama's next move, Yes. but your business journey actually began before that, right? Yes. Correct. So can you tell us about how you started your own business? 
Yeah, I started actually just over two years ago in the freelance world. Um, so my background is actually in healthcare. I'm an MRI technologist. Um, I do still work PRN, which is just on an as needed basis. I'll pick up shifts here and there, but I primarily work from home now. So I had a good friend who told me about it. It was actually the end of 2019. And I was really interested in um, the freelance space. I just had no idea what all was out there. I'd heard of virtual assistants and that kind of thing. But beyond that, I just didn't really know. Like I know people do websites. I know people do graphic design, that kind of thing. But I didn't realize everything that is out there in the freelance space, specifically being a service provider. So um, fast forward to uh, January, 2020, just a few months later, after I first kind of learned about um, the specific girl and her program and what she offered. And I signed up for a course that actually um, learn, you can learn about virtual assistant, and then you can specialize going to um, podcasting, like podcast management, which is what I did later. Um, but you can do virtual assisting, um, social media management, graphic design, um, you can say more like on the admin side, there's just so much out there. So I signed up for her course in January, 2020. And then I got my first client, which is actually a family member in February, 2020, and just kind of went from there. And um, I kind of did a lot of different things in that time. Definitely learned what I enjoyed and was good at and what I didn't enjoy or was as good at. So um, yeah, I've yeah, that's, that's basically where I started. So it was just over two years ago, I've had my business, not anything I planned on at all. Um, I was working full-time in MRI at the time. Uh, my son at the time was two. Yes, he was two. So um, yeah, it was very unexpected. And I didn't really think I would want to try to have a business from home. My husband didn't, he wasn't sure about it. I did bring it up to him and he was kind of like, oh, I don't really get what that would be. <laughs> so one of those things. And uh, anyway, I just ended up going for it and I'm so glad I did. It's yeah, it's been the best journey over the last couple of years. So what do you think prompted you to go for having your own business? Like what, what was that last, that last reason to, to, to actually go for it? I was still, so I was still working full time, um, at the hospital, I was taking call. I had to work weekends. So I was working a lot of weird overnight shifts, weekend hours, holidays. And like I said, my son, he was two at the time, which is when I started checking into uh, the freelance space. And I was just really burnt out. Healthcare is tough anyway. And then um, this was, this was right before the pandemic hit anyway, but I was already just kind of burnt out and there just had been so much changing. And I still kind of had a desire to be at home more. I never really wanted to just like fully stay at home and not do anything else because I do enjoy staying active, learning, helping others. And that's why I love my healthcare role, but I really wanted to be at home more, be more present with him, not miss out on special occasions with my family and friends due to work and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think just, I think I just still had a deep desire. I just had kind of buried for a while. If that, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I just, I just felt like I still wanted to do something from home. And I just had no idea what that would be, what that would look like, what I would do, especially coming from healthcare. Like, I was like, what kind of skills do I have that would transition to doing something from home? So, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think so many people have that same struggle, that same hurdle where they can't see what they could possibly do from home as it relates to what they're currently doing. Right. And so I love that you were able to transition and find a way to make it work. Now you launched in January and then March is when this entire pandemic started. How did that 
affect business for you? And how did you keep going in the height of it? It actually really helped me, which I feel like it did for a lot of online business owners, whether they were just starting or had been in business for a while, just from ones I've talked to over the last couple of years. Um, I announced publicly in, I think, April of 2020, like on my social media, on my personal page, and I had created a business page and stuff by that time, what I was doing. And I even had people reach out to me in that time. Um, But at that time, I had just one, I had one client, which I started with in February, And then, um, yeah, I just gradually, I started networking more, joining Facebook groups, um, learning, like I said, some of the skills. I I originally thought I was going to want to do social media management. That's actually what I helped my first client with. And um, I quickly learned like, no, I don't want to be doing all the social media stuff all the time. I like some of it. (laughs) Um, But honestly, I connected with so many more people in that time because more people were coming home and maybe they had like a side hustle and they were wanting to make it their full-time gig and they wanted help with their business. And yeah, so honestly, it was not like the pandemic was a blessing. It's been stressful for everyone in some way, but um, starting my business, I definitely don't regret starting it at that time. That's great. I love that you have that silver lining that came from this time, because I think so many people had that same experience as you where so many others were turning to online businesses and they were turning to growing what they had started before the pandemic. And now they had the time to focus. And so, yeah, there's so many success stories that came out of the crazy year that was 2020. (laughs) Yes. My uh, 30th birthday was right before uh, it was the last like normal week in this very end of February. And that following week, I just remember going grocery shopping and you couldn't find toilet paper. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like I would have never guessed that was going to happen. I yeah had just started my business right around that time. So it's crazy thinking that was two years ago now. It is. I know we're, we're like literally coming up on the exact <laughs> two year anniversary yes. of when everything went crazy. <laughs> yes. Okay. So f- let's fast forward. I can't remember exactly when you and I connected. I know it was in 2021 at some point because the first round of Mama's Next Move started in September. So you and I had been talking, we connected on Instagram. I remember talking about, I think it was, was it Virgin River? Do you watch Virgin River? Uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, yes. Okay, I think that's what we connected over. We were talking <laughs> about how you were watching it and I was watching it and yeah, we just started connecting over that. And you were sharing with me how you had this desire to transition from the work that you were currently doing to doing more with podcasts, right? How you enjoyed podcasts, you loved them, and you really wanted to do the behind the scenes work and help more people start more podcasts because you're a big fan of podcasts, correct? Yes. They've been such a huge part of my life. Um, I really didn't think about it until I started diving into podcast management and being interested in that space. But yeah, they've been, I've been listening to podcasts since I think 2016. I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it was like early 2016. But yes, I've learned so much from podcasts over the years. And yeah, I listen to like all different types of podcasts and yeah, they've, they've been awesome for me in my personal life for sure. Yeah. And they're so versatile. You can listen to a podcast for entertainment. You can listen to a podcast for trainings and learning. You can listen to it for support. Like there's just so many different reasons to listen to podcasts. I love them as well. That's why I started one. (laughs) So you want it to transition into that space. At the time when we talked, you didn't feel ready to do that. Can you talk a little bit to that? 
Yeah. So basically I have um, a current client who I'm actually launching her podcast now, which I'm super excited about, but she had brought up to me about wanting to start a podcast last summer. I think it was like last June, which I think was right around, it was like June, July when we um, first connected. Cause I remember Virgin River came out <laughs> around that time. Um, but I actually looked into um, a girl who I know from my freelance course that I took. She has a podcast management program and she had a master class. So I was like, oh, I'm going to sign up for that. It's a free class. Learn more about it. And I was like, man, this sounds really cool. It wasn't anything I, um, <laughs> I felt like I, I was still pretty unsure about it. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to invest in this because she has a program. But, um, and my client wasn't sure about when she wanted to start the podcast. She just brought it up to me. I was, I was helping her with just like general uh, virtual assistant services at the time. So, um, yeah, that was like in June and we connected around that time. And so it was in the back of my mind and, uh, fast forward a couple months and I had, it was actually my biggest client that I provided virtual assistant services for. We actually, um, stopped working together, which was a blessing. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but it was just kind of several things happened. And I was like, man, really, I think I should really pursue this. This seems like something I would really enjoy doing. Like I said, I love podcasts myself and, I just, yeah, I was nervous about, um, really going forward and, um, signing up for another program. And just, I guess I was nervous about niching down, however you want to say that word specializing and just providing one service. Because again, up until this point, this is about a year and a half into my business. Now I had been providing a variety of services and I've learned now that's actually tougher and it's smarter to niche down. But I think I was just fearful. One of those things, um, I don't consider myself a techie person and podcast management with editing and some of the other stuff you're doing. Um, it is a little more tech like, but yeah, I was, I was still very interested in it. I just kind of needed someone, I think, to push me in that direction. So. Okay. There's so many good things that you <laughs> just said. So I'm going to try and unpack them, but Let's talk about how you just said niching down has been so beneficial for you. So many people are terrified of this. They think that niching down, getting too specific, not being broad enough to help so many people is going to leave money on the table, is going to make it harder to get clients. And what you just said was actually, it's made it a lot easier. Can you talk to how it's made it easier? Yes, I was definitely one of those people who I can't tell you <laughs> since I be, since I joined the freelance space how many times I heard that was eventually once you figure out what you like, what you want to do, you should niche down and offer, you know, like one service or figure out what you want to do instead of trying to do all the things. And yeah, I, I've been able to connect with ladies who I want to work with, who need my support. And instead of trying to market myself and connect with others who they don't really know what they're looking for. And I don't really know if, you know, if it's something I'm going to want to do, I'm going to want to help them with. And yeah, it's, it's been one of the best things I've done for my business for sure. I feel like I'm right where I need to be now, but I definitely did not used to think that <laughs> like I said, I was, I was definitely scared to do that because again, and I think I actually told you about this, Jacenia. Um, I remember I had someone who um, signed up to have a discovery call with me, someone I didn't know at all. It was a referral. And I think this is before mama's next move right before that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I looked at what, did I have a form that people fill out just to kind of give me an idea of what we're going to be talking about. And I, uh, I still had, I was still providing virtual assistant services at this time and they were wanting more like admin type stuff. And a lot of things where I would need to be like at home, like 
kind of close to my computer for a good chunk of the day during the week. And I was like, I just, and it seemed like it would be a good, like some good income, a good fit in some ways, but not overall, and definitely not the kind of tasks and services I wanted to provide for my clients. So I remember I was like, oh my gosh, should I do this? Like, I don't feel like this is right for me. You, you probably remember that. So um, I do, but it was was the best thing to bring it up. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I do remember that. And I remember being so proud because it's not easy to turn away money when you're growing your business. You want, you want to hit those high income months, right? And signing clients is the way to do that. And so when someone reaches out to you and is like, Hey, you were referred to me. I'd love to work with you. At this point, you already knew you wanted to start transitioning to really helping people with podcast work. And I, I want to say that you I don't know if you had signed up for mama's next move yet or, but you knew about it. Like you knew that it was coming. I don't remember the exact timing of it, but I know we had had conversations about you transitioning to podcast management and for you to have the, the knowledge, but also the strength, like the willpower, the courage to turn down a prospective client. It let me know so much about you, like that you were in this for the long run, that you were in it to do work that you loved, that you were passionate about, that you no longer wanted to serve everyone. You really wanted to serve that particular person and do stuff that inspired you and that you could really make an impact with. And again, not everyone can do that. Not everyone can say no to work that they're not feeling aligned with because at the end of the day, it is, it's more money. And yeah, I was so proud of the decision that you made to do that and niching down just to wrap that and come full circle with that. It is the missing link so many times for so many people. The reason why their growth is stunted, they don't understand that speaking to one type of person is going to make them the expert. It's going to make them the person that others refer business to. You become known for, oh, you're the podcast manager who helps moms in business who have health and wellness businesses launch podcasts. Like that is so specific, but guess what? There are so many women out there wanting that help. So now you become that person who everyone is looking to for that exact kind of help. So yeah, kudos to you for having the courage to turn down money to start doing work that you loved. Thank you. Yes. And I'm so grateful that we had connected by that point, because honestly, if we hadn't, I might have, (laughs) I might have signed with them because yeah, they were actually, they had reached out to me. They were talking with a couple other people. And then I was just honest with them. I was like, Hey, I just don't really feel like I was honest with them. Let them know that I wasn't really providing those services anymore. And, um, they told me they were disappointed because they really, they thought we meshed well together. So I, again, I felt even worse then, but I know it was the right thing too. And there were just so many things over the last few months in that time since we connected. And like I said, losing, um, uh, one of my, one of my other clients and which I was also doing a lot of things where I did not enjoy. <laughs> so again, there's just been so many things over the last few months that I'm like, I just know I'm right where I need to be. And podcast management is the, is the service I should be providing for sure. And how has that changed the way you feel, the way that you show up, not just in your business, but like in life, doing something that you actually want to be doing instead of those tedious tasks that were required of you that you didn't really enjoy doing? 
Yeah, kind of like you said, you become known as the expert or the go-to or people just, they know what you're doing, how you're helping people. And even in my healthcare role, which like I said, I don't work in very often anymore, but people there even know. And I've connected even just personally with people who they've just reached out to me asking for podcast recommendations. Um, I've just made a lot more, um, like I said, personal connections too. So many great business connections through my social media, just showing up more consistently on there, not all the time, but again, just sharing what I'm passionate about. Um, you know, my knowledge, like I said, my transformation with podcasts over the last few years, it's, um, yeah, it's been pretty incredible. Honestly, I never, I've kind of struggled with social media in the past, but I feel, um, I feel in a good place with it, with my business. Like I said, just being able to show up and network with ladies on Instagram and Facebook and, um, like I said, just share my my passion of podcasts and being able to help ladies in the health and wellness space with theirs. I love it. I want to elaborate a little bit on something that you mentioned a few minutes ago. You were talking about how, and and this is something that you and I talked about when we were talking about you moving over to podcast management and not necessarily having the skills that you thought were required to do podcast management. And a lot of people have that same belief and that same thought. And I want to talk about two things. One, how your experience with listening to podcasts actually prepped you and prepared you for this role. And then two, how you were able to start implementing those tasks even before you had clients. Yeah. Like I said, I've listened to podcasts for several years now, so they've just been like, so there, there's something out there for everyone and more and more people are starting podcasts. Now the industry is booming for sure. And so there's more and more people needing help with podcasts. And I've learned just in the last, last few months since transitioning my business, um, editing is a service. A lot of people do want to outsource, but there's so much more um, that people, they just want taken off their plates because I just posted about this the other day, but a lot of people think, you just record an episode and then you upload it somewhere and then it's just shared with the world. But there's actually so much more that goes into it. And I was familiar, I've always enjoyed writing. So I really enjoy writing the show notes, um, writing uh, the social media captions, helping with emails, that kind of thing. And um, so, yeah, I was familiar, like I said, listening to podcasts for so long, I would look at those kind of details that maybe other people wouldn't. And especially once I started looking into podcast management more, I started looking at the show notes more, um, just kind of what people do to promote their podcasts, that kind of thing, just learning just from social media and people showing up in my email and that kind of thing. And um, I've just learned that they just want help just with certain things. Like you don't have, they don't want someone who is an expert at everything. Like it's okay if you're, you know, maybe haven't been doing it forever, but they just, if you're able to help them, you're reliable um, you're consistent, you, you know, mesh well with your passion about their business and their podcast, like that goes a long way. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about like the fact that you listened to podcasts and you listen to a lot of podcasts and different kinds of podcasts and you knew what it needed to look like. You knew what an episode should sound like in the framework of it so that it would keep you coming back for more. And I think so often we ignore our real life experience and we look to the trainings and the certifications and they can't teach you that. They can't teach you what makes people enjoy listening to podcasts. That's something that's personal within you. And I wanted you to see that. I wanted you to 
understand and realize that the experience that you had with podcasts was unlike what someone else who could be taking the same exact course as you, who didn't really listen to podcasts, kind of just started listening to them, but really wanted to do this work. She was missing that piece, right? You had the experience of binging podcasts, of listening to them for years, knowing what made a podcast episode, not just, you know, good, but great. And that was enough experience, I thought, for you to get started and help people where they were at, help people create a podcast that others wanted to listen to. And I think that became part of your package, right? Like really helping them promote, um, I'm sorry, not promote, but plan out like the first six, 12 episodes and naming the episodes and what should go in the show notes. And that was something that you didn't have to learn from anyone else. It was something that you already knew from your real life experience. Yes. Yep. That's what, and that's one of the things I really enjoy doing uh, with podcast management is like I said, I love the create, I, I love creative stuff. Like I said, writing, designing graphics and that kind of thing. And I still get to do those kinds of tasks um, with my clients' podcast, as well as some other other skills that I have learned as well. But yeah, it's yeah, I, I've loved listening over the years, and I would just take little nuggets here and there since we talked last year. And I kind of was like, okay, I need to start looking and like listening more, and just kind of seeing what this podcast does, what this one does, and like what I like, what seems to be a good practice, and that kind of thing to be able to share with potential clients. And yeah, I actually started working with my first. Um, client helping with uh, their podcast in the fall. And that was before, yeah, I had a certification or took a program or anything like that. Okay. So we are now like September, October. That's when we ran mama's next move. You sign up. It was an eight week program at the time. So this launch or this round, it's going to be a six month program, but I ran it for eight weeks. The first time, do you think that you would have made the transition to podcast manager had you not joined Mama's Next Move so quickly? No, definitely not. <laughs> 100% no. No, I definitely gained the confidence. Um, just connecting with you. I mean, the program, yeah, Mama's Next Move was also very transformational for me. But yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't have had the confidence just to put myself out there and, like I said, connect with others like I have in the last few months. I've made so many wonderful connections Um, mostly through social media, but um, also like referrals with clients and just so many cool cool things since taking, um, since being a part of Mama's Next Move. So no, I definitely wouldn't have. (laughs) And one of the focuses in Mama's Next Move is talking about uncovering your expertise so that you can hone in on your message, so that you know what to talk about, so that you know how to share what it is you do, connect with those who you want to help, Now, if we go to your page, we will see posts that talk about the work that you do and who you help and how you enjoy podcasts. And I remember we were going over an exercise in Mama's Next Move where we had to come up, you know, I had you guys come up with things that you can talk about, topics you could talk about. And one of them was just tell them why you love podcasts. And you were like, I never even thought about that. Like, I never even thought that that could be something to talk about. And I've enjoyed watching as you have grown in knowing what to talk about, knowing how to show up on your social media so that it's not just a place for, you know, every day, but it's a place for you to grow your business as well. And I think it's made it easier 
I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you've told me before, like it's made it easier to know what to write, to know what to post and not feel that pressure of, I have to post today. And what am I going to post about for my business? And sometimes not even posting at all about your business, because what am I supposed to say? Yes, I know. Um, yeah, what you were saying about sharing my story, that was one of our, um, I know one of the exercises was to come up with, I think it was like 21 things, 21 ideas, um, post ideas. And that was actually, that was really good for me because I still go back to that <laughs> at times. And I use the notes app on my phone all the time. And yeah, I just reshared my story um, just the other day because I, about when I first started listening to podcasts several years ago and just kind of how they've gotten me to where I'm at today with my business. And I had just never thought about sharing that before. And there were so many things I learned. Um, yeah. Since connecting with you and in the eight weeks and mama's next move that I would have never thought, ha- thought of to even try to try to do, to, um, you know, share about my business, grow my business, connect with ladies that I want, would want to work with. So yeah, those, some of those exercises were super helpful. And like I said, I enjoy writing. Sometimes I'll be like, I will get a little stuck <laughs> with an idea. Then I go back to one of those ideas I came up with dur- during the group. And sometimes I'll just tweak a post that I had shared before, share it in a little different way. Of course, you know, different picture or graphic or whatever. And cause you never know who's going to see it and who you're going to connect with. I mean, yeah, I'm connecting with new, new ladies and moms, especially all the time now in different ways. And I love that because I am a social person, but I also have become more introverted since being a mom. So this is like the perfect way for me to get to connect with others. Can we talk about your experience in Mama's Next Move? Yeah, absolutely. So some people have like preconceived notions about what group coaching is. And they are worried that if they're in a group setting, they're not going to get the personal attention that they need to grow their business. Was that something that you were concerned about before signing up? Yeah, I honestly might sound kind of silly, but being a service provider, working on other people's businesses, I was like, oh, I won't, I don't really need to worry about a business coach or business mentor or anything like I was like, you know, obviously I'm growing my business. I'm helping people and, you know, I'm having income from my business, but like, oh, I don't think it's something I really like need in my life or need anytime soon. And then I was just kind of at a point where I was like, this actually would be once we had connected and I started looking at your profile more. And I think I actually asked you about what you did. And I think this is even before mama's next move. But once you shared about that, I know you told me that directly. And then of course you were sharing about it. I was very intrigued just because I was kind of at the point in my business where I'm like, I need to really figure out what I want to do. I don't want to keep doing all these things. And it was just the perfect timing. And the group coaching I loved because getting connect with other ladies, a couple of the ladies in there, I still have great relationships with. We talk often and it's been so fun because we all have totally different types of businesses, but I think we all like benefited so much from it too, in the, in the group setting. I love it. Was it what you expected or was it different than what you expected? I think before it was, it was different than what I expected. Um, just before, like if I would have, someone just would have asked me like, Oh, what I thought of group coaching, kind of what you said, like, you know, you're, there's like a lot of people in a group and you're like hearing trainings, but it's not like, it's not like specific to your business. Like you're not getting you know, you're not benefit, you're not benefiting from maybe what you need, or you're not getting what you need from it. But I know for me, 
like I actually learned things and took things away that could, um, that were positive for my own business from the other ladies' businesses. Like they gave me great ideas for, you know, for content, just for ways to be able to connect with clients, to be able to serve my current clients. Yeah, it was, it was totally different than what I expected, honestly, but in the best way possible too. That's such a great point. I think people don't realize what you can learn from watching others get coached, even if, like you said, they're different businesses, but when you're listening and you're open-minded and you're there to learn and to receive, like you come, you show up to, to get what's yours, you're going to take away, even if I'm talking to somebody about a completely unrelated business and you being able to then apply it to your own business I think that's just the cherry on top. It's like you get coaching for yourself, but watching someone else get coaching, you also get takeaways from them. It's just the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) Yes. I loved it because we had the, I can't remember how many coaching calls we had, but I think there was only one I wasn't able to get on. And I was so sad about that. I think we had like our, yeah, we had our power out or something. So I wasn't able to get on, but oh my gosh. Yeah. Each time, like, of course I would ask questions and yeah, come with an open mind and that kind of thing. But yeah, I would learn from, you know, when you were coaching the other ladies too, it's like, oh, that's something that I hadn't thought about for my business. Like I'll apply that to my business and to my clients and, you know, that kind of thing. And I would have never thought that on the outside before, before joining uh, the group coaching program. So yeah, it was one of those things like you just don't really, don't really know until you're in it, until you give it a chance. So now fast forward, we are in March, you are doing the work you love, your podcast manager you're helping women start podcasts, manage their podcasts. Tell us, tell us how that makes you feel. Yeah, I feel like I'm right where I need to be. Um, Like I said, that sounds probably cheesy, but over the last few months, like I said, just, I think gaining the confidence and just sharing my passion more, being more open, not worrying about what people are thinking of what I'm sharing on my social media, because now people know like, oh, she's helping ladies. She's helping moms specifically with their podcasts in the health and wellness space. So I can't tell you, like I said, how many great connections I made in that time and um, the skills I have learned in the last few months. I have, um, I did go ahead and invest in another program, which is just kind of, I've been able to hone my skills a little bit more. Um, with podcast management and just continue working on some of the skills I already had, like writing and graphics and communication with my clients, that kind of thing. Um, Guest management, that's a big thing that uh, podcasters need help with. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a great place right now. And like I said, just have have changed a lot over the last few months, which I'm so grateful for. (laughs) Okay, last question. What would you say to the mama who thinks that she needs more experience before she can start doing the work that she loves? You don't need to, you just need to put yourself out there and not be afraid to share what you're passionate about. If that's what you're wanting to do, which hopefully it is and not be afraid to talk to those people. Um, you know, eventually if you want to invest some kind of, in you know, some kind of training to like specifically help that you can, but you shouldn't let that hold you back from, starting to, you know, start your business, starting to provide that service that you're wanting to, or share that product, do coaching, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I honestly wish I would have started sooner. I feel like, you know, everything happened for a reason and I'm right where I need to be, but honestly, yeah, there was no need to wait. I know I didn't wait that long, but honestly, I know I was hesitant at first and I'm, I'm so glad I, I did what I did. It's yeah. Not something that you need to wait to do. Yeah. There's, no such thing as a perfect time. And if you can just 
start before you feel prepared and start before you're ready and be willing to be bad at it. Like be willing to be bad so that you can learn so that you can grow so that it will become the thing you're good at so that it'll become the thing you're great at. Right. Cause we already know you're good at it. And so it's really just putting yourself out there in a way that is vulnerable, that is transparent, knowing that there's somebody you can help. There is somebody that you are at least one, two steps ahead of that needs your help. Like you were saying, they don't need somebody who's perfect at what they do. They just need somebody to take the tasks off their hand. They're looking for help. And if you can help them, then shame on you for not offering that help, right? Yes. Yeah. Kind of like you said, you, you know, more than what you think. I know that was, that was totally applicable to me with, with podcasting because like I said, I've listened to them for so long and I was like, oh, I wouldn't know how to help people with their podcasts, but I knew so much more than what I thought when I actually started putting myself out there and listing out the skills I was already doing for my current clients. And that would transition to, um, podcast clients. And like I said, just, just being a listener of podcasts for so many years, that was a big thing right there, but yes, definitely start before you're ready. That's, that's proven to be true for me in other areas of my life too, not just business, but yeah, just don't be afraid to yeah make mistakes and, and, and just don't be afraid to help people, especially if it's what you're passionate about. Perfectly said. So can you tell everybody where they can follow you and why they want to follow you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm probably most, um, most present on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Emily underscore Gonzalez. Gonzalez is G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z 0808. I'm most present on there. And then um, also on Facebook, my page is Emily Gonzalez dash virtual services. Of course, we'll be sharing about podcasts. I'm helping my clients, you know, giving my best tips and tricks, sharing about my story. Um, I, of course, share about health and fitness because, again, that's what I'm very passionate about, too. Um, my kids, that kind of thing. Of course, plenty of mom life in real life. <laughs> that is very much sprinkled in on my stories and my posts. But, yeah, if you're just wanting to come somewhere, I try to keep my page real but also a positive space, too, because I know that's what I enjoy um, seeing from other people, getting to learn from them. And also being able to relate to them, but in like a positive way, if that makes sense. (laughs) It does. Your page is a great page to follow for all of the above, the fitness and the health, the mom life, the crazy, funny, (laughs) awesome reels that you make. I love them. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, being a guest, talking about your experience and inspiring others to just take the plunge, start before they're ready and with the experience they have, because I think that it is something that people need to hear. It's a reminder that we all need, that we have what we need inside of us to start right now. Yes, you really do. You can definitely do it. And I'm so excited for the next round of Mama's Next Move. I can't wait. All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, remember to subscribe. And if you want to stay updated on all of the awesome things I have going on, head on over to mamasnextmove.com. I'm Jasenia, and I will see you next week.